0: Everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud. Spreaker, tune-in, and available for downloads on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You can also reach out to the show, Rich Sports Talk, on Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, Talk at gmail.com. So we've been doing a lot of great segments, but one of the things I've done on the show before is I've talked about... Uh, either relocation of teams and defunct teams. So today we're going to talk a little bit about relocation, and it's a perfect time to do this with the upcoming Super Bowl. What if I told you that if things worked out, this could potentially have been a New England versus New England Super Bowl. Now people are going to say, wait, wait a minute, that makes absolutely no sense. How could there be two New Englands in the Super Bowl? Well, not saying necessarily New England versus New England, but a team, two teams from New England being in the Super Bowl. Now, people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Where, where would another team possibly be in New England? I mean, the Patriots already had the Boston market. They're not going to put a team in Boston. Well, if you remember, uh, I did an episode a couple weeks ago on this, was about the ill-fated move of the New England Patriots to Hartford, Connecticut. Now, before you laugh, I want to remind people that this had been a deal that was officially signed ...by Robert Kraft and the governor of the state of Connecticut at the time, Governor Rowland, to move the team. However, as I talked about in that podcast, there was trouble with the land. Robert Kraft was never really sold on moving the team from uh, Foxborough, especially because he owned all the property there. And more importantly, the league didn't want to abandon the Boston market, so they worked with Massachusetts legislature to get the money that Kraft needed... And there's a lot of factors, so go check that out on the podcast. Wherever you're viewing it, it is there. Uh, Search for uh, the move in one of the playlists. It's a great podcast. You'll definitely enjoy listening to it. So in that show, I briefly mentioned that it wasn't the first time they tried to get a team to Connecticut. Now, the 90s was a unique time because they had the Hartford Whalers, which left in 1997, But Connecticut was booming. They have a bunch of Fortune 500 companies. And for people that say, well, Hartford, Connecticut, they they look at it and scold it. I want to remind people that the Hartford market, which also includes New Haven, is a top 30 market in this country. And it's the largest market in this country without a professional sports team. I just want to remind people that. In fact, I want a little bit of a footnote here for UConn. Yukon women have become arguably the greatest dynasty in college sports and the Yukon men's program ha- has had a great success over the past two decades with multiple national championships the big reason that they grew was because they got into the big east but why did they get into the big east uh the biggest reason was because of this hartford market when the big east was founded they were looking for schools that would draw in the big markets and UConn would bring them the Hartford market, which was a crucial, valuable market. And UConn's basketball programs at the start of the Big East, they were nothing. And basically because of the success of the Big East and because of the market in Hartford, that grew into where the UConn basketball programs are now in their great history and success. So I'm going to stick here with football. Now, the Patriots, many people will feel that that was the first time Connecticut tried to lure an NFL team here. It was the most successful opportunity for the state of Connecticut, but it wasn't the first. The first came in 19, in the early 90s, right around 1994 specifically, when Hartford, along with Baltimore and St. Louis, was competing to get the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, The Los Angeles Rams, of course, were getting tired of their arrangement in California. They were looking to move, and they were looking to move, and Hartford was one of the cities that was being considered. Now, to give you a little bit of an idea of where they were going to propose this stadium, and people are saying, well, they had a stadium in mind? Oh, yes, they did. They were going to do a stadium that was very reminiscent of the Los Angeles Coliseum, and they are going to build it right north of I-84. For anyone that lives in Connecticut, the exact site is where there's a current stadium. That's where the Hartford-Yargoats, the AA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies, that's where the stadium would have gone. It would have been just about $200 million to build. Now, this stadium was trying to get either the Los Angeles Raiders or the Los Angeles Rams, who both were looking to move out of Los Angeles at the time. So, to give you a little bit of background, uh, before I go into a little bit more specifics with Connecticut, this was a time period where, arguably, we saw the greatest expansion and movement throughout the sports leagues. Now, I really want you to think about this. In the four major sports... I'm just going to focus on them in this country, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and the NHL. I want you to really think about the 1990s. Really think about this. How many expansion teams or teams moved in your league during that time period? There was multiple movements in each league, and also there was a lot of expansion franchises. Maybe not so much in the NFL, But in the NBA, in the NHL, in Major League Baseball, this was a great expansion period. Why? Partially because the economy was booming in the 1990s and these smaller markets could afford to build a stadium to try to lure a team or get an expansion team and pay fees. And it was also a great revenue source. As we're starting to see with the NHL, as I've touched on their Seattle expansion, why I think you're going to see them get to 34 teams. That's another episode about the NHL in Seattle you can listen to. But I do believe the Angels is a good expansion plan because they're basically getting an expansion fee with a new franchise. So it's good for owners and it's good for potentially new cities. So sticking with Hartford, the stadium was going to go where the current Hartford Yard Goats Stadium is. Now, I know this is going to be rough for a rough view. I'm trying to give the audience who's not from Connecticut an idea of where Hartford is and the importance of its location. So I know this isn't exact people from Connecticut, but I'm giving people the best idea. So Hartford is roughly located right in the middle of the state, a little bit northern. It's about 30 miles, uh, 30 minutes sorry, south of Springfield, Massachusetts, so it's right near the border. But the big part about Hartford, which makes it very convenient, is the intersection of I-84 and I-91 which I-91 is the main highway from the southern point of the state to up north. It runs all the way to Canada, and I-84 goes all the way out west, but basically crosses across the state. So basically you have the north and south highway, major highway, and the east-west major highway, and they both intersect at this point in Hartford, where the capital is, but more importantly, where the stadium was going to go. So that's a very general term of where the stadium was going to go, but I think you get what what the idea is. So, people are saying they really were looking to try to get football to Connecticut. Well, as I touched about on the Patriot podcast, there was a very strong group that was looking to bring football here and actually try to purchase the New England Patriots in 1994, but that ultimately was purchased by Robert Kraft. So, people are saying, oh, they weren't that serious. Oh, yeah, they were. They were. So, the group... I was trying to bring football here. There was a group of four people, and I'd say they were pretty influential. Hall of Famer Walter Payton, who actually even came to the Capitol uh, to talk about a football, the football plan for bringing a team here, and people in the Capitol were blown away by how great he was in the state Capitol. But in his group, the head of the group was, of course, legendary actor Paul Newman of Westport who wanted to have his own team in the state of Connecticut, or at least football in his home state, along with author Tom Clancy and actor Tom Selleck. So they were competing against St. Louis and Baltimore to try to lure some teams at this time. They tried to get the Patriots. That deal fell through. So they were one of the finalists, and one of the big things was they were looking to build the stadium right next to I-84, And even Governor Lowell P. Weicker at the time was negotiating to build the stadium. And they had all the plans set up. Uh, They were ready to go. But then the Rams decided to go to St. Louis. So they were a serious contender. They were one of the top three teams to lure a football team. And it eventually led to the state pursuing the Patriots. And they did technically get the Patriots because the Patriots agreed to come here. But once again, I'm going to skip all the information about that because we've already done a podcast on that. But this was this was a serious group, and they were serious about bringing a team to Hartford at a time where you saw a lot of expansion and relocation within the sports world. So it made a lot of sense. And this was an untapped market, like I said, a top-30 Nielsen market. And it would have been interesting because if this mood had gone through, we could have had the Hartford Rams taking on the New England Patriots potentially in the Super Bowl. But this was, this would have been, I think, the biggest reason why the NFL didn't go through this move and the reason it was hard is because this would have been a transcontinental move, really would have thrown a lot of the conferences out of whack. I mean, the Patriots moving to Hartford was basically them moving roughly 70 miles to Hartford, so it really wasn't moving them that much, and it really wasn't altering the conferences. But they were moving a team out from Los Angeles to Hartford. That would be like in the NBA. They were moving the Los Angeles Clippers to Hartford. It would throw everything off. It would throw off the conferences. You'd have to have major realignment. And, look, St. Louis came in with an attractive offer. St. Louis was a bigger market, uh, more proven sports town. They had a great stadium in place. And, look, it worked out for two decades there, bringing them a, a Super Bowl championship as well. But Connecticut was serious, and there is also a report that I'm going to do uh, later on that I think is even more fascinating, which is, uh, you know, this is something I didn't know know about. I knew about the Rams looking to move to Hartford and, of course, the Patriots because it's well-documented. But there's another team, and I'm going to do this on later, episode. make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss it, about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers almost moved to Hartford. Yes, that's right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers almost moved to Hartford. And my first question would be, would they bring the creamsicles with them? Because, like, I'm one of the fans of the creamsicle uniforms. I think they should bring them back. Maybe change the logo on the side of the helmet. The Winking Pirate, eh, I think that was the biggest part problem with the uniform. If you've updated that logo to, like, the current one with the creamsicle uniforms, I think that would look sharp in the NFL. But I'm going to get back on track. So, this was a time period, once again, like I said, that the Connecticut was serious about bringing a team here, and they had major backers. Walter Payne was trying to be in an ownership group. We saw Paul Newman was the biggest factor, try to buy the Patriots in 1994 and even move them here to Connecticut. I mean, this, this came close, and people who laugh at Hartford getting a team, I mean, the Patriots season tickets sold – in minutes, in 1998, 1999, when they announced they were coming here, there's a... And this was a state that was willing to give the Patriots a great deal. I Once again, I gave all the information in that podcast, but uh, do I ever think the NFL will come here? I do think they could host a major league team at a different sport, not the NA, uh, not the NFL, maybe the NHL again, especially with the expansion, but... This was a very interesting story, especially it's a great one to talk about because it's one of those unknown stories or stories that really hasn't been talked about because it didn't go come through fruition. But it would have been interesting, especially giving New England now in the Super Bowl. And these were both two franchises that at one point considered moving not only to Hartford, but if the Rams moved to Hartford, we could have potentially had a Hartford-New England Super Bowl. So I found that fascinating, that these two have that connection everyone talks about the connection between Super Bowl the first Super Bowl Tom Brady won and Kurt Warner but the fact that both of these teams considered moving to Hartford and strongly considered moving to Hartford Connecticut is an interesting footnote that I don't think a lot of people will talk about it's not going to be a storyline in the game but something I found truly fascinating and is one of those underrated stories that I think we we really should talk about and It's fascinating because you look at, could you imagine Hartford versus New England in the Super Bowl? And this is a connection. We always look for connections between teams. And these were two teams that at one time considered moving to Hartford, Connecticut to play their NFL games. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember, you can like and subscribe so you don't miss anything on the latest podcast once again you can reach out to us talk at gmail.com if you have a location especially expansion i love talking expansion moving teams former teams if you have a team you'd like me to talk about make sure to reach out to me i will get to it at talk at gmail.com or of course rich sports talk on twitter but that's going to do it for this episode of rich sports talk thank you so much for joining us here and until next time i'm nolan rich and this is rich sports talk